acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. All right, so I have a special guest who's going to be doing headlines and hot topics with me. But before we do that, I'd like to cover um, a headline that is definitely buzzing around and it's definitely relevant as of now. It's Allison Holker. She went on this press tour about her book that just came out. Um, and she was on Nick Vile's podcast, who we're actually having on here, I think in the next week or two, and basically asked her if she would be open to finding love with a new partner. And, you know, she admitted she has been asked a lot about that specific question. And um, Holker said that before she could even consider finding love with a new partner, she had to heal. Quote, I think the first thing I had to do for myself this last year, a big thing because it was hard. It was very hard for me to learn to like myself again, to learn to love myself. The former Dancing with the Stars pro continued. Then also, could I like someone else again? Could I even love someone else again? Um, This was all from heavy.com. And she also noted it's a very complex situation I found myself in as much as she loved and still loves Twitch. Holker recognized at the end of the day, I love life. I feel like for me, the kind of life I like to live, the outlook I have on life, it took me a long time to accept all of those things. Um, Holker noted in considering what her future looks like, all of that said in terms of finding love again, Holker replied, so why should I even shy away from it? Am I looking for it? I don't know. She summed up by sharing, I'm definitely not shying away from it, but I'm not looking for it. So I don't know like the exact time or if it's been like a year or if it's been less than a year or it's been two years. I don't really know their timeline, but look, it's not the same, but I can only speak from my own experience. I think I've been, I think, separated and divorced now for close to three years and I am definitely not looking for it. So I think to each their own. I'm pretty sure, you know, Twitch would want her to move on, but I think move on with like, obviously, whenever she has healed that part of her, I mean, I don't think you're ever healed. I think it's to really like yourself and love yourself. It's an ongoing process. And hopefully you are able to meet somebody who's also on the same journey of self-improvement. I think that 
look, Allison is out there right now and she's definitely focusing on her career from what I see. Um, but I think she's on the right track when it comes to her, you know, mental health. I think it's very important that you get that intact as well. And she also has kids. So she has to kind of, you know, I don't know what, she, I'm not going to tell her <laughs> what she has to do, but she has more than just herself to think about, put it that way. So let's introduce our special guest back by popular demand. Everyone, please welcome Lacey Schwimmer to the podcast. Aloha, stranger. Aloha. Where are your lays? Have you gotten laid? Nah, when you live here, you don't get laid. I can't That's believe like, you there. It's a tourist thing. So how are you loving a Hawaii island life? Are you kidding? What's not to love? I You're mean, so it's, tan. I know. Isn't that? And it's real. Well, it, I sat out in the sun a little too long yesterday. It looks worse than it feels. It feels fine. But, you know, you just look a little gorgeous. Peel. You look beautiful. I mean, really, though, I that's a huge move. Like, you're not yeah. there 100% of the time. No, I can't. I mean, with work and travel yeah. and, you know, no, I can't. But um, we're trying to be here at least a week, a, a month at this point. We meaning? My boyfriend yes, and I. Boyfriend. Of course, darling. Hermano. Yes. Is that Hermano? Uh, is that, no, that's is that brother? brother? Ew, oh, gross. No, novio, 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 novio. <laughs> and that's how no, rumors yeah, get And that's started. why I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, um, we're, we're here like a week, a month at this point. Um, Do you it's love just it? both of us. Are you kidding? Yes. I want to like just be here all the time. I want to have like a thousand rescued bulldogs and just call it a day. That's like my dream. Where are you? What island? Not to give us the address or anything, but. Well, my coordinates. No, um, I'm in Oahu. uh, So Honolulu is our main city here. But I actually live in the heart of Waikiki. So if I'm looking out at my lanai oh my god you have to give me a tour later oh, I, a will, private I will tour. definitely not while we're recording but yes i will give you the tour when we're done with this yes um, but yeah i i'm two blocks from waikiki i <sighs> see the ocean i have diamond head yeah it's it's cool i love the word diamond um i'm sure you do even if it's a head i'll get i'll take all diamond heads yeah both are great all right. Well, welcome to the headlines and hot topics portion of Sex Lies and Spray Tans. There's just all I do is talk about Dancing with the Stars. Let's just get straight into it. Okay. Do you know who Harry Jowsey is? Okay. Will you be mad at me if I said no? I'm not mad at you at all about any of this. So I'm going to, this is going to be me just getting your reaction. I'm going to tell you about it. And if you don't okay. know somebody, guess what? I don't know anyone either. So all I okay. know is <laughs> I know Harry Jowsey. He was on last season. He danced with Riley. Oh wait, is that the British guy, like the tall kid He's from Australian. like Island? Australian. Oh, okay, don't say the same thing. I didn't, but thank you for the the warning. I, um, I mean, I was thinking it. <laughs> yeah. No, I isn't he from like Love Island or like one of those reality? Yeah, the Netflix date? show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the okay. one that actually went pretty far. He made it almost to the semifinals, and yeah. he wasn't necessarily a natural dancer. Right. No. no so he okay. was not. He just did a, I guess, an interview. People.com was an exclusive. Harry Jowsey says he got skinny fat from eating so many snacks on the Dancing with the Stars set. So basically, you know, Harry Jowsey can't tame his sweet tooth. Um, After making it to the quarterfinals on the most recent season of dancing, Jowsey, who's 26, he's only 26. Well, anyway, he looks older. 
I know. He's joining. I mean, not in a bad way. He looks like a man. No, like he's like, yeah. Yeah, manly men eating all the sugar. But basically he's saying that, look, I got, I think I got fatter during, he said, I think I got fatter during my time on Dancing with the Stars. I got so skinny fat because on rehearsal days, we just eat. There's so many snacks around. Don't put food in front of me ever. He continues to describe his experience with the well-stocked craft services on set. I was like, why are there lollies here? Why is there sugar? Why are there muffins? I don't need it around me because I'll find any excuse excuse to number one eat and number two not dance so I was just always <laughs> eating food what do you think about this see it's like a, it's I don't when I'm nervous I don't eat so <laughs> you know okay so I I understand like my first ever craft experience was when with I was Cheryl. so you think well I mean yeah but no, with Cheryl the craft service lady yes yes, yes. she's phenomenal she yes. is I mean she's an OG she's a gangster out there but yeah when I was on So You Think You Can Dance, which is the same studio that Dancing with the Stars films at, you know, when you're 18, you're like, all of this is free. So yes. I was totally doing the thing where I would like bring she my bag and I would I would take it home. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm a starving dancer. <laughs> like, this is free. Let's go. Totally. Um, but then when I got onto Dancing with the Stars, like, you know, that idea of like keeping your body right. I almost like shied away from it. Totally. And I was a I closet. Remember, I was a trailer eater. I would wait, oh, just wait till no one was watching me. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> we should have done that together. You know, we were more concerned with uh, taking diet pills. I feel like just to, <laughs> I mean, I was putting that, that shit in my food. <laughs> oh no, we, it was like clockwork. We were, we were going to town. Now we can laugh about it, but it's very sad. But yes. no, it is true. And like the craft services, as great as it is, it's not just for the dancers. It's for the crew, the staff. It's for everybody. So it's like, yes, they're, they're it's actually better. Everyone. It's only be- actually the craft service because there isn't. I mean, unless he's eating the stale granolas at the dance studio, but like there isn't Ooh. really craft service unless it changed last season. But there isn't craft service during the rehearsal when you need no. the food the most. There right. isn't anything there as much. But like no. when you are there doing camera blocking, live show, whatever. Then they like, they make like yummy, fresh peanut butter jelly sandwiches. They have those smokers. I love that that's your level of cooking. Like they have really yummy, extravagant peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You buy at Ralph's. Okay, sis, listen. I remember when she would bring out like Swedish meatballs. Oh, see, I wouldn't even go there. I was so ashamed. I was so scared. People were going to be like, you're fat. Stop eating. I was just trying to avoid sitting with people for too long. So I, I found comfort in the food. So I understand. I, I mean, I also can't eat when I'm nervous. Like I will literally, my, I have, I'll have major gas. Like there's no way. I mean, I feel like I respect that, but like, I am always hungry. I am one of those people. You put food in front of me. Yeah. I will eat it. Whether I've already had Good seven burgers. Like I am, I am a connoisseur of food. I get like that once a Ugh. month, right Whoa. before I'm like, you know, the girl stuff. But like, I have to say, oh. maybe Harry should have danced more if he didn't want to get skinny fat. Well, okay. You know, our schedules are crazy. There's really not time to work out. And I'm sure he's used to that kind of lifting weights and the gym thing. And I mean, he lifted like, his partner a lot. She's two pounds. I know. Riley is literally like this. Okay, let's move on, eh? So eh? Jenna and Val Schmirkowski are currently on the Dancing with the Stars tour. Remember those days? Wait, oh, did you, you yeah. were on tour. Yes, don't remind me. Remember, but we those were the re- good old days, girl. The tour. We have a funny story about our tour. Oh no, probably multiple. But remember don't. when they used to wine and dine us? Like we would stay at the Ritz just to take a poop. Yes. And now oh, they the only sleep on buses. You know that, right? They don't Do you remember ever... the pasta station. No. Do you remember those videos we would shoot with with Louis on the trip? Like Alec was making fun of Louis. 
Like what? remember he was like doing these skits. We were doing skits. Wait, no. on that one? Wait, which one did you join? The second one or the third one? Or first or second? Second. Okay, because I yeah, I only did two. So okay. But do you remember how they the, the celebs would have their own tour buses? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's not like that anymore, Lacey. No, I know. <laughs> and they're not staying at hotels. Like we were at the Ritz. We like but we were also in arena tours. They're doing theaters. It's a little different now. We were but sold also, out. Yeah. And I mean, not saying that like what they're doing now is not working. It's just, it's a different time. People are not wanting to spend money on those kinds of tickets anymore. And, you know, everything is accessible. So I do feel like it's just the era of the world that we're in. We were in kind of that heyday of touring and traveling and you can only really see them in person once you know we did not know how to handle all of it no no no. we were like living our rock star fantasies on tour like we were so stupid but it was so So much fun i mean i played spin the bottle with i'm not going to say who but like literally in my room like we would do this nightly we will talk about that later i remember a certain someone sneaking into my cabin when y'all were partying and i was like totally approved i was like nah i'm not gonna do it and I was like sleeping in my little cabin on the bunk. <laughs> you have to tell TV. me later who the and, hell. And like they tried finagling and I think I punched him in the stomach and like finagling? he away. Yeah. They were like trying to like, get in and like oh. get all cute with me. I'm like, ah, we're not doing this. In your coffin. You're like, no, no, no. Honestly, the best sleep I've ever had is in my coffin on a bus. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose, 
I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a serious note, so the Dancing with the Stars pro, Jenna, basically asked fans to respect the family's boundaries and privacy. I guess something happened where she said, just something that happened today and for the remainder of the tour that myself and my family are on, I would really love some respect and privacy when it comes to my son. Um, Jenna said, today we had a little incident where he and my nanny were followed onto the elevator of the hotel. I guess they do stay at hotels maybe for that one night that we're staying at. She added that her son, Rome, and the nanny were then followed onto the floor that our room was on. Then the Dancing with the Stars pro asked, please just respect our privacy for me. As a mom, that's really dangerous and I really don't appreciate it. I love the excitement towards our family, but he's just a baby. So please respect that. Thank you all in advance for understanding. Um, I'm happy to be back on the road. I love you guys. It's been a dream come true to do this and to do it with my family but yeah just some boundaries would be really really awesome what do you think about this it's scary that is scary yeah I mean and I think both of us can understand this we both have had stalkers um but for me I think I still do (laughs) I know right to be fair but someone sent me a doggy blanket but we're not gonna go there it's so weird it's pictures of my dog on a blanket and it wasn't I thought it was my sister so I was like thanks sis and she's like I didn't send that to you I'm like (laughs) oh I froze okay stress response. Okay. We'll We'll talk talk about about that that later. It's not not about me. Yeah. I feel like the quote of this whole interview is we'll talk about that later, but (laughs) no, I mean, Jenna has every right to protect her child. And I, you know, I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I think this is one of those reasons is it's just so much responsibility and so much stress put on you constantly for the rest of their lives. Right. She has every right to protect her kid. And for someone to be that low and follow an infant somewhere, really and not the nanny. okay. It wasn't even Jenna. And what some people okay. on Reddit are saying, well, then don't post so many pictures of your kid on... It's her I mean, kid. Too it's different. her life. Yes. She can do whatever she wants, yes. just yes. like we can all do it. But there are boundaries and there is self-respect for other human beings out there. And yeah. personally, like... Just knowing what it feels like, that uncertainty of not knowing if you turn a corner, if somebody is there, it's a very scary feeling. Yeah. Now imagine that with an infant. like And, a, and her nanny, who's not used to probably all of this attention. Right, right. Like, I mean, God To look forbid. over her shoulder now, that's how they're going to have to live. This yeah. tour is, by the way, 63 cities, I think. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's more I, than, I think we've, I don't know if we've ever, I think we did 58 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was in the 50s. Yeah. It's, I mean, good on that. First of all, I don't know how they're doing this with a kid. It's a lot. That must be a lot. And then they're all sharing a bus, right? So it's not just their bus. Yeah. Many blessings. <laughs> but back in our day, we would be, I don't think it would be appropriate because we would be drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, our era was the party era. Yeah. Like we were not housing we children. We were Aerosmith, basically. We were yeah. rock stars. <laughs> we definitely thought it. <laughs> definitely. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, do you follow The Bachelor at all? Okay. So that's my guilty pleasure show. Really? I've never seen it. Are you? You I'm need not to go into, on it. it. No, 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 no. You we, need we, to be we, The Bachelorette. <laughs> Can we do a petition for Cheryl I, to be I would, the next Bachelorette? I, I, already, I already pitched Love is Blind, the celebrity version, and I would love to do that. I am so here for it. I want to be yes. a cheerleader. I will do it. I am will here you tell for me it. what he looks like? Yeah, I'm sure, sure yeah, that you can't I'll like hold, text. I'll be the sneak. Live. Huh? I'll be the sneak. I'll be like the snitch. But how good of event? I mean, I pitched the no, president you, of Netflix this recently. I said, listen, you have, you to. have to do it. Be- and he goes, how would we do it? I said, well, you have to have rules. You'd get disqualified if you announce like who, like what you do for Which a living. Which one's a celeb yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, we have to all be celebrities. Oh, see, I think you should do 50-50. Like Ooh, half of the girls are celebs, that. half of them are normal. The other, And then like mm-hmm. see who connects. Mm-hmm. Cut mm-hmm. me in as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll okay. get right on that. Okay, let's talk Thanks. about Joey Grazidi. I'm saying that all wrong. How do you say it? Grazidi. Grazidi. Anyway, we're going to talk first name base only. Jive Great. with Joey. This is the headline. Already sparking Dancing with the Stars rumors ahead of the Bachelor premiere as he reveals his grand plan on live show on live on Kelly's live show. It's no longer Regis and Kelly. Whoa, it's uh, <laughs> oh, live honey. with Kelly. I'm a little old. Just aged myself back. 20,000 years. Okay, so he he appeared on Live with Kelly and Mark, her husband, yes. on Monday where he was asked if Dancing with the Stars was in his grand plan. Hmm, is this why he was the Bachelor? No, I'm kidding. Um, he's only 28. Wow, he's young. Uh, oh. He's already found love. So he didn't confirm or deny. Basically, he said that he would he like to do it and he said well if that call comes i'd be open to it but to be honest i'm trying to do one reality show at a time okay they're totally different things well i okay so do you believe in the dancing with the stars curse do you know what that is i mean there's many which one are you talking about (laughs) i'm talking about the bachelor batch like so basically what they're saying with this whole curse is like when the bachelor or bachelorette comes on that their relationship ends up not working because I, I mean, honestly, it's because there was no foundation being built. I think for me, when I had Trista Sutter on when this first launched this podcast, she said, I don't think it's a good idea for anyone involved to be to go straight from being like locked up with your other one that you whoever you are, you propose to and then go straight into like the real world and go straight on to Dancing with Stars. Look, I kind of agree with her. I do too. In fact, I just met Trista like a year ago at a dance thing that she was at. And she's oh, with her kids. Yes. She is a phenomenal woman. She is. Um, she's a real one. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, big fan of hers. I think she's the OG of what that show started out. Right. And yeah. it's since changed so much, just like dancing with the stars, everything evolves. Right. She's also the OG to get eliminated first, very first celebrity ever to be eliminated on dancing with the stars. Isn't that crazy? That's true. That, Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. New relationships need time. It needs consistency. It needs something to build. And I feel like when you're on a television program, you're already under a microscope. So you're kind of not being your 100% authentic mm-hmm. self, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's no way you can be. You're, you're, you're on alert all the time. So I don't think they should take these people days after they announce that these people are together and then no. put them into our situation. Our and situation, then never see each other because that's what correct. it is. It's seven days a week sometimes 10 hours a day, if not more, depending on what you got going on. And not to mention more times than, you know, most you're dancing with a different gender than you. Mm -hmm. And 
these people have never had people bumping and grinding on them like what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them to understand the artistry behind what we're doing. I think that they they see it in more of like, oh, we go into the club and like, yeah, yeah. It, you know? Yeah. I hate when so, people compare that. Like, oh, when I have after a couple of drinks, you know, I'm a great dancer. It's like, you guys have zero clue. No, like, do no. some research. Thank you. You know, Charity was on last season. Yeah. She was the bachelor. It actually worked. I mean, like she was able to still, but also she was paired with Artem. They're both in happy relationships. Exactly. Like, that I think it also depends on like the person you're paired with. No, it is situational, right? Like I think if they take him and they put him with one of the young, hot, single girls, like there is going to be that temptation there for him. Okay. Why do you think the bachelorettes win and bachelors don't? I mean, I think a lot of the bachelorettes came from like cheer or they have dance background where- yeah generally most of the bachelors don't have that background no so you're right okay Britt and daniel do you know who those two are i do how cute they're engaged and i just first of all i love that Britt, even before they were partners like she took it upon herself to learn sign and i just love that she was very proactive with that whole thing um and what's so crazy i feel bad for the interpreter though because you're like oh did he lose his job i'm just wondering <laughs> that's not what the story is but i just wanted to i mean it's just an, an ongoing question i mean i'm sure they're still friends but like you know he's no longer needed <laughs> right anyway she uh was doing an interview about her upcoming nuptials and basically they she said that we're so excited because we're so interested in how this event will be um half of the people will be hearing and then the other half will be deaf so it's going to be this merge of different cultures and different perspectives. We will have interpreters available at our wedding. Oh, maybe he didn't lose a job <laughs> as well because it's a, a one-off. <laughs> it's a one-off. Yeah. yeah. One, one and done. Um, yeah. She said we're going to have interpreters and, um, you know, a lot of the people in her life, you know, they don't have anyone that's deaf in their family. So ASL is going to be completely new to my family. But a non-negotiable for me is that an interpreter does not interpret Daniel's vows. I love that so much. It's really important for me to not hear another voice in my aura. I just, people better shut up then. Because you know what? My wedding, I heard like the most random things ever, but maybe I wasn't present. That's another story. It's really important for me not to hear another voice. I just really want that to just come directly through me. Now, how we will make that accessible for all of our hearing guests we're still trying to figure out i don't think they should make it accessible just like they can always like put it in the thing in the like sketch like Like, write it out like have it on instagram little cart that works too but like it's their day let them do it however they want to do it it's not for the people sitting there it is for them only like it's so hard though that is so hard Lacey. let me tell you it was for everybody else for my wedding well, half of your wedding was celebrities, so let's no. start in there. No, I mean maybe, but yes. like also, I think I was just so I had like laser tunnel vision. Like I was like, nothing's gonna. I was rhinestoning Hershey Kisses. Okay, like Hershey Kisses. Hold on. Why? I I was I had Mindy Weiss. Okay, the like top of the top wedding planner. I was micromanaging her because clearly there was so many red flags. I didn't want to face it. Okay. And so, like, I was in panic mode. I was like a bridezilla because I was so running away from what the there was like actually hand that I should have really looked at. And well, yeah, but dove deep. That's life. Should have, would have. No, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, I'm I'm not married. I've never been married. Would I? Sure, it, it's really unimportant to me. 
but I do know the importance that it holds with a lot of people. And when you have a story like theirs, I do think it's important to celebrate it and to keep people in the loop of what you guys are doing. It, it, it's a way to tie people in and draw them yeah. into your guys's world. But at the end of the day, it's up to them. Yeah. Right. Like if they want to know what is being said, ask. Yeah. And, right? and that's like, great that they're already having interpreters. Like they didn't have to do that either. I think that's really sweet. Actually. I didn't even yeah. know that was happening and yeah. that's super respectful. I think that's awesome. I love them together. I think they're so, I'm so happy for Brit. You know, and I don't know Brit. I've never met her. Um, obviously we know so many mutual friends and, mm-hmm. and colleagues and things like that, but not one person ever has a negative thing to say about that girl. So, you know, I'm just happy that people are happy and they found yeah. each other. Like that to me is just super endearing and it's inspiring. And I hope that more people can find true relationships like that. Yeah. You know, like through with, dancing without, with stars. <laughs> I mean, isn't that insane though? Like it, it is. There there are a few. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham scam beware listen to season two of trapped in treatment on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, 
further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The next headline is about yours truly. Um, Cheryl Burke says leaving Dancing with the Stars was scary and admits she's, this is weird. I'm talking about myself a third person. I know. I, you should do it. You should read it. Okay. The headline. Cheryl Burke says leaving Dancing with the Stars was scary and admits she still has a lot of mixed emotions. Burke, who hosts the podcast Sex Lies and Spray Tans, <laughs> spoke to the magazine for one last thing. Spoke to That's- them last year, by the way. This was oh. last year. But okay, the, well, uh, it just came out, though. So they just oh. released it. So back okay. then I was living in fear a little bit as to like, did I make the worst decision of my life? Of course. And do I still have mixed emotions? I have to say, my therapist just said this to me too recently that like, you know, in a way, like I normally would be running away from all of this, like as far as feelings go about specifically, let's say the show, I wouldn't be watching the show. I wouldn't definitely not talk about it. And the fact that I've been having to as part of my new job, it has actually in the long run, I think has been, it's been hard, but it's also been very therapeutic. Well, that was the first thing that you told me. Remember when I had reservations about doing your podcast for yes. the first time? Yes. And we had this text message conversation back and forth of like what I felt comfortable with, what I didn't feel comfortable with. And it's like all of our journeys are very personal and they're all very different. And you out of all of, I would say the female pros, especially, you have kind of hit everything that Dancing with the Stars offers, the highs, mm-hmm. the lows, the... Mm-hmm the ins, the outs, the relationships, the injuries, the everything. You've you've literally experienced it all, which is why I think you're so well suited for doing something like this. But to me, I felt the same things that you felt. And I felt them earlier than you did. Um, I got the boot, mm-hmm. you know, a, a long time before you did. But there is I that never sense- got the boot. Well, that's I'm kidding. Fantastic. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you so much. Just want to make that clear, Macy. You're okay. a brat. I booted myself out. I do feel like I don't know. My biggest fear was the uncertainty of what's mm-hmm. next, and they don't give you, you know, ideas of how to create a career after TV. And I really feel like somebody should write a manual or something because that exit, like the day that you leave, you're like, oh, a weight is lifted off my shoulders. And then all of a sudden it's like dead silence Mm -hmm. and you go into this really weird depression. I don't know if you did too, but I really did where I deleted everybody's phone numbers out of my phone from the show. I didn't want to see them on Instagram. So I blocked them. I changed my personal phone number. Like I went through this really, really weird system and, and it almost felt like I was um, trying to get rid of a life that I was really proud of for a really long time because it no longer existed. You wanted to delete it all. Like you just yeah. were so hurt by yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 But I do believe like in doing stuff like what you're doing, you told me that this show would be more like therapy. And I trusted you with that. The second I did it, it did feel very liberating. 
But it wasn't until I got all the remarks and the comments Mm -hmm. and the messages from people supporting me and, you know, just kind of being like, uh, just with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what you said would happen. And it did. And obviously I got some backlash, you know, we're here in public giving our opinions. People aren't going to agree with us all the time and that's fine. But it was really nice for me to speak my truth Mm -hmm. because I never had before. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a great thing that you're doing. And I know Mm -hmm. that you were scared. I get it. I was there and I'm happy you have found this path of healing and helping people and helping yourself because ultimately that's what matters. So I'm so happy you feel like that. Thank you, by the way. Um, And I think, yeah, there is a sense of, okay, well, this is my truth and whether or not people agree is not our business and it's not your business. And to be honest, it's not their business to comment, but whatever it is, what it is. But for the most part, I still get, you know, messages about your interview and, First of all, like the more you share, it's not it's not about ooh tea, you know, like give me the tea. No, it's literally about okay. Well, I have all of these um, weird emotions, and yet they're still living in my body. And even if it was Trista Sutter, she still we could still talk for hours because she was. I mean, she's the one with the least experience as far as longevity goes. She had so much to talk about, and she never thought about certain things that we would like bounce off of each other and. I just think it's beautiful. And I think it probably was a lot. I think you were over. I think like, I mean, I was crying when I saw these comments about you um, be- crying from like, just thank you for hearing us, you know, and for hearing you be- especially because you, the last thing you want to feel is like, well, first of all, for me, at least when all of that shit was happening, I was like, am, I was gaslighting myself and I was like, did this not happen or whatever, all this crap that, you know, the self-talk. Um, but wow, it, it is liberating, right? Yeah. Like, it is. It just is. It is. Anyway. And I, I think the climate that we live in, like, especially as women, I feel like our opinions, people are just chalking it up to be like a dramatic interpretation. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, in TV, life. I do feel like women are still on the back end of everything. And I feel like the treatment we sure. get is so not the same treatment that, that the men get in TV. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that will ever change. I sure hope it does, but it, it is damaging. And even if someone was misquoted in a magazine for trashing you or whatever, it still hurts. Right. And we're human. We're allowed to feel these things and we're allowed to revisit and talk about it. It doesn't mean that we have an opinion about those people currently in that state. It just means like at that point in time, like that, that hurt me. Right. And I I can, I can talk about it. Yes. It's my life. I can talk about it. It's yeah, also feelings absolutely. when you say like you can't, well, you, you shouldn't feel like that. Like you actually can't dictate to anybody how they feel. That is uncontrollable. Like it's absolutely. a feeling. Yes. yes and, that's the, but, and that's what people don't understand. It's like, get over it already. Excuse me. Like I could talk about something that may have happened to me 25 years ago. And if I had never talked about it, I'm, I'm, I can talk about what the, whatever I want to talk about. Okay. Exactly. Don't ever say get over it to anybody. It's just, it's, that's, that's what hurts the most. It's yes. like, as if we're being paranoid or upset. It's like, no, no, no. It's an experience that happened. Have we forgiven the people involved? Yes. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. And we can't just pretend it doesn't happen. Right. Like most you people You can forgive, do. but you don't have to forget. Right. Amen. So. Hallelujah. That's Let's how I live on. everything. Yeah, but wait, there is something in your right up here that I want to okay. touch on. Sure. Oh, shit. Go ahead. What is this about your haircut? Wait, where? So what haircut? Okay, your last fashion disaster. Are you on the article? Are you reading um, the article? 
I'm reading a bullet point. Okay. It says, says last fashion disaster. My My first red carpet photo. I had no makeup on and my little dumb and dumber haircut and (laughs) seashells glued on my bootleg jeans. I have to share. I have to show you a picture. Please do, because I need to see what the heck this is. Because when I read this, I was dying. Wait, have you never seen? First of all, you know my Dumb and Dumber hair. You saw the Dumb and Dumber. But when I first moved here. your brand at the time. Okay, but it wasn't when I first, in my very first red carpet, okay? There was no brand. No one knew me. And also, I had no friends, clearly. Whoever let me do this. (laughs) First of all, not only. Okay, wait, hold on. I'm going to go. I'm going to get images. And I'm going to the very first picture. You're going to die. Well, okay, my anyways. first red carpet is not much better, babe. I had a side bang okay. that was like a helmet, so oh we're God. good. I just had a sad side bang till like a month ago. What? <laughs> okay, wait. Here we go. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Dun 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 dun. Don't ever do that again, Cheryl Burke. Okay, hold on though. I'm gonna say something. The fashion bad, but that was the era. But your hair is—it doesn't bother me. I thought it was so cool on you. In movement only. Nah. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next headline. Kendra Wilkinson defends getting high at a Sublime concert the day Hugh Hefner died. I owe him nothing, she said. This is from people.com. She goes, look, at the end of the day, I owe Hef nothing. I'm not going to sit here and protect him. Hugh Hefner decided to date millions of girls, right? That's not my responsibility. And whatever happened with him, with his relationships, that was his thing. It's not my responsibility to protect a man for his life choices. Now, two decades after she and Hefner first began dating, Wilkinson, who's currently in therapy, more power to her, has more perspective on this whole thing. She goes, I get into deep regret afterwards. I got to the point where I started hating myself and asking, why did I have sex with Hugh Hefner? She says Hefner was 60 years her senior. I hated my boobs, my body, my face. I got to the point where I started hating myself. She was the youngest of the Playboy Bunnies when she moved into the mansion. What do you think? Look, I am a big believer that when you are a young female in Hollywood, you do a lot of things to get attention, to have friendships, to have connections, and just to be accepted. So we both, I bet, have made those kind of mistakes with mm-hmm. men and people in the world, whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think she made any decisions at that point that were, in her brain, bad, right? right? But when you get to grow up and you get to reflect and you get to see the kind of person you are versus who you thought you were when you were 20 something years old, you're totally different people from age, let's say 21 to 31, right? So I don't think it's bad for her to kind of come back and be like, that sucked. (laughs) So this is the reason why though people are triggered by it because like Holly Madison and all of those girls, they, they did pay their respects and they, you know, I basically she didn't continue a relationship with these girls after the fact, but you know what, to each their own, maybe she's still going through trauma. Maybe she doesn't remember certain things. Like that's what happens when you go through anything traumatic. You don't necessarily have a timeline in your head for me at least. And we all respond very differently and how we need to handle things to feel healthy and happy and successful moving forward. So, and then some people are saying like, you should have paid respect to the man that supported you that got you into the, you know, entertainment industry. What do you but, think about that? But maybe she did in her own way. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, and yeah. who's to say that like, there isn't some things that are underlining that we don't even know existed. Mm-hmm. None of us can judge another person. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's horrible. The world we live in that people think that we can just sit here and dictate how people live their lives. Like this is her life. This is her choice. Yeah. Maybe we don't she know. Didn't have- She's also going through a divorce. Or she went through a divorce. Yeah. She is not currently going through it, but still it's like, there's a lot of, a lot. We just don't know. <laughs> her, her experience was her experience. It wasn't Holly Madison's. It was hers. So let her live her life. However the heck she wants to live it. My goodness, people. I know. Speaking of Caitlin Bristow, do you know who she is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's a bachelorette. She went with Artem. Um, so, Caitlin Bristow, you know who Zach Clark is? Zach Clark? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's a, he was a ba- yeah. bachelor or was he a contestant? I don't contestant. know. Contestant. Okay. So, I actually interviewed him on my other podcast, um, Burke in the... Or was it Burke in the Game? Anyway, or 
the one I did with AJ years ago and he okay. is sober and he has, he also spends a lot of his time building like a, I, I don't know if it's a sober home, but it's like a community of people who are trying to get sober and he's there and he's been very active with that whole nice. thing. I'm probably explaining it all wrong. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> is that over the new year, I guess there were pictures like surrounding the two of them, right? So Caitlin had just been engaged. They just broke that off. I don't know about just, but recent. And they were seen getting cozy. So first she was, she denies that this, that they're even involved, right? This was because she threw a New Year's Eve party at her house. He was invited. There was a picture that went around the internet with him holding her waist when they were counting down or a video. Cut to just recently, someone, someone sneaky. See, this is why you don't go out in public if you don't want to get caught. Caitlin and Zach were seen getting cozy at a bar, just like a normal like dive bar. Right. And there was this like, I watched the footage. It was like this shady ass <laughs> freaking camera. Back in the day, there was no camera phones for this reason. It was so much better. Anyway, they enjoyed a night out basically for his 40th birthday. Um, and they were definitely dancing around very close, hugging each other. Look, I think, first of all, she was really upset by the way people were attacking her. And she expressed this on social media when people were like, how dare you? You cheated on your whatever his name is, Jason or something. And, you know, and then she said, no, I did not cheat. But she also I don't think she ever denied it. Right. So Tasha and Caitlin both hosted The Bachelorette. And I, that doesn't mean that they're friends because a lot of people are like, girl code, girl code. Look, I believe in it. Absolutely. Um, also, you know, we don't know, again, we don't know anything, right? Like, look, maybe they weren't friends, but still, do you believe that there's girl code, like, within the coworker group? Like, for example. Absolutely. Right. I would never date your boyfriend, right? Even what? if we weren't besties. Still, we worked together. We were like, you know. You know, and I think, too, like, girl code is not just being like, you have to swear off anyone that your friend is interested in. I think it's about that communication, It's about the respect to talk to your friend and be like, hey, I know you like this guy, but I think I'm liking this person too. Like, just communicate those things. Yeah, and we don't know if that has happened. Correct. And we also don't know the extent of why Taisha didn't work out. Like, yeah, we don't know. Has she moved on already? You know, right. So, but still, the circle is kind of look, also, we do this as dancers as well. Exactly. We like, a lot of these couples, um, pro dancers are married to each other. You know, I never did that. Um, and look, that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that I'd never hooked up with anyone either. <laughs> it's it's a very small pool of people. And yes. when you're around the same people and you're constantly working and you don't have an actual life outside of what you're doing as work, you have to pick from the pool that you are in. Like, and Teresa said to me, she goes, we all are on group text. Like we, even if like, we don't know each other, like as soon as we find out who the bachelor bachelorette is, like you're part of our group chat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a legacy, right? It's yeah. kind of like a sorority or like, you know what I mean? Like you're, it's you're just easier. It. It's easier. Yeah. You know yeah, each other. You know that like your criminal record is clear. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's comfortable though. Right. It's yeah. like, it's like a sense of home without actually going home. So going back to Caitlin, though, do you think that what she's doing is like, look, I don't know if she ever admitted, she didn't admit this to her fans, but her fans came like, not her fans, but people just came at her. I mean, she's been very vocal about that, like bullying within social media. Yeah. How do you think she should handle this moving forward? Honestly, I'm a big believer that if you're happy and you're doing things respectfully, then that's what you have to lean into. And like our lives are so short. 
that if you're not doing something or being around the people that make you happy and being around the people that love and support you, then you're just wasting your time. So do you believe knowing- that she should, we don't know, but do you believe that if she didn't talk to Tasha, like, is that breaking girl code? Do you think? I would have talked to my friend. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, you know, that's even if she wasn't your friend, like a coworker. Yes. You talk to that person. Yeah. Okay. You talk to the person. It's the respectful thing to do. I agree. I agree. I agree. And I agree. Well, more power to them. I hope they're happy. Oh, another I question too. I want to ask is that he's sober and she's, I mean, I'm not saying that she's not sober. She just, she drinks, you know, like she has yeah. her own wine line. Yeah. Do you believe that that works? Like, um, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like when somebody's sober and they're dating. Someone well, I can not, just tell from experience. Oh, like it's, it's not easy. You. It's not easy. It can't be easy. But the only thing that I can remember is when I was partnered with Steve-O who was sober he had a very, very big trigger response to anybody drinking or oh, doing interesting. anything. Uh-oh. In fact, our <laughs> I'm no, I'm, I'm very serious. Um, our, but you don't drink. I do. Oh, you do. I just don't like the taste of it. But you don't like get drink. You don't drink to get like wasted. You weren't like, or I, is that? I mean, I have. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like. But you're not an alcohol. Like you meaning like oh, God, I'm no, sure no. if I was his partner, it would have triggered him much more. <laughs> well, yeah. And to Back be fair, then. I think that's probably why they put him with me yes. amongst yes. many other reasons. No, you're right. But yes. You're right. But like I think we we had a rehearsal studio and it was like also an event space at the time, just before they built, you know, the official studio. Yep. And it had parties there all the time. So I would have to get into the studio like 10 minutes early and hide all the liquor. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if he would start having like kind of emotional breakdowns or whatever, like I would have to find ways to supplement that. So I can only imagine that in a romantic relationship, like that cannot be easy, but I respect it for the people who can make that work. I think that's amazing. Speaking of Shannon Doherty, do you, were you a 90210 fan? I so was. So basically she had, she, she has a podcast I think it's a podcast. Um, and she basically, the headlines said Shannon Doherty wishes she'd been sat down by 90210 producers and marital amid marital issues that partly led to her f- being fired. So Doherty reflects on her tumultuous people.com years on the teen. soap. I used to love her. Like she was one of my favorites yeah. on that show. Um, she had co-star Jason Priestley on, um, and she admitted that, or he admitted that he wished that he'd known more about her personal struggles at the time. So basically on her podcast, um, she opened up about the personal events that contributed to her behavior. I don't know if you ever heard that, like she, like we she was I, difficult. I, yes. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. she did dancing with the stars. And I have to say, I loved her. I love her. Like, yeah. I think she's yeah. awesome. She's just real. Yeah. Um, she basically admitted to unprofessional demeanor on set in her final days on nine to sharing that it had a lot to do with marital problems. I didn't realize she was, married to Ashley Hamilton, who had also done Dancing with the Stars. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So they were married. And at that time, I I believe Ashley's still sober. He was sober when he did the show. But he said that she said that he was struggling with drug addiction during this whole time. So during her end of the run of 90210, and she said that I was in a really horrible marriage. And there were things that were transpiring in that marriage that made it really hard for me to be on time for work. Boy. I hate when people are late. I just don't. Oh my God, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so disrespectful. If I get late, it like, I get into this panic where I'm like crawling out of my skin. But some people who don't do, are not aware of this, right? Like some people are okay to be late. And it kills me. 
Yeah. I, and she says, I know that that became a very big problem for the rest of you as it should be. And she said, though, she took full accountability for actions already confessed. She wished producers had pulled her aside to have an honest conversation, conversation about her behavior. She said it wasn't anybody's responsibility but mine, but I sort of wish I would have been sat down and sort of looked at and said, listen, the end result is going to be this. You're going to get fired and none of us are willing to put up with it anymore. And I understand that you have an issue in your personal life, but that also can't bleed into work and you need to get your shit together. Um, basically, uh, Brand- Brandon, wow, I just called him his real name on 90210 instead of his. <laughs> She's a I fan, I just called folks. him Brand. I am, it's the one, uh, yeah, we know this. It's like pretty woman in 90210. Two, that's it. That's it. That's great. Anything else I don't know. Wow, Brandon. Okay. Jason Priestley basically said that he um, admitted that the events leading to Doherty's exit was very difficult for him to see unfolding, waiting for her to show up on set and the hard conversations he had with producers Aaron Spelling and Paul Wagner had been very difficult, but he shared that he wished Doherty had been more transparent about her struggles. I could have hopefully managed it with more compassion and we only knew what we knew. Of course, the hardest thing for me was the show was about Brandon and Brenda. It's about the Walsh family. Oh my God, I missed that family. And how is that going to impact the show? And how would we find a path to move forward with the show? So it was incredibly hard for, for him and the, Cat, the rest of the cast what are your thoughts on this like do you think they should have pulled her aside and said this to her at least given her a warning uh yeah that would have been nice however i also know that tv land is very cutthroat right you make yeah. one mistake you're out it's it's not like yeah but i think the, like the whole show went downhill after she left i agree with that they tried yeah. really hard to revamp it bringing in like tiffany amber, tiffany amber thiessen yeah. yeah i just but met like, her the other day she's so beautiful oh, did you Oh, yeah. She's gorgeous. She, gorgeous. Hello, the Kelly. God, I love her. She's Iconic. gorgeous. And freaking, is that, are you talking about Saved by the Bell? Oh my God. Yeah. The Kelly. <laughs> that hair. It was like the bangs. Supposedly like though, there was like some this. drama between, I guess there was drama with her too on the set. I don't know. Really? Who knows? Ooh, well, she was the saucy. new kid on the block and beautiful. You know, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, the era of TV back then I do. Again, I said it before. I think women were treated very different than men. If a man showed up late every day, like sunglasses on, they'd be like, oh, you're cool. You had a night out, you know, but if a girl did that, it's like people are not used to talking about mental health back then either. Like to say this may have been, yeah, it wasn't a thing back then. No, right? it, it almost was like a hindrance and it made you look Shame. unprofessional yeah. and shameful and all of these things. Thank goodness now we're able to say like, hey, I'm depressed or like, I don't feel good about myself, right? Like, yeah, everybody has these thoughts. It makes me sad she went through that because I know what that feels like too about hiding what's actually going on internally Yeah, for the sake of your professional like career. The lateness, like you almost have to explain, like you can't blame it on traffic anymore. Like you kind of have to explain what's going on but also there's a fine line of keeping things personal versus not i don't know i i don't know it just depends on the set like let me tell you the first few yeah. seasons of dancing with stars i mean we all party together but yeah. i was never late going to like the professional side of it you can't be late to a job regardless regardless of what's happening it's it's still not okay yeah now could she have confided in somebody probably but there probably wasn't a safe space for her to do so i so agree I, it makes me sad that she didn't feel safe to do that because yeah. I think nowadays it would be more understanding. And uh, I'm just glad that she's talking about it, though. I'm sure that helped. Um, What are you doing next? Promote away, will you? Promote away. Uh, Well, currently I'm on tour right now with uh, one of the conventions that I tour. You are? 
Yeah. So uh, one of the conventions that I'm on, it's called Energy Dance Project. And we go to 20 some odd cities. Um, you stay and at hotels? We, <laughs> yes. No buses. Thank you. Um, she's upgraded. Yeah. No, but, uh, you know, we it's teach more kids. expensive buses. I know. I know. It's, it's such a dumb idea. But we, uh, we, we travel to 20 odd cities, you know, throughout the year. And we teach awesome. um, kids ages five to like 25. And there's like a thousand kids every weekend. Jesus. And, you know, we. You always post those videos. They're like cheering yeah. so loudly. For, I mean, I, I get know. chills watching it. Isn't that just. It's so for, beautiful. And for me, just sitting there doing ballroom basics without a partner. Like, Literally. Who thought that this You're would doing be a like thing. cha-cha locks to like, oh, don't you wish your girlfriend like stuff like that. It's amazing. I love it. And like, I, you just like have such a huge support system and I'm so more power it's to a, you. It's a great thing. And when we're in LA, I want you to come and just yes. hang and like see of what course. it's all about. I think you would love it. Yes. Um, I'm not going to dance one of my solo routines because I ain't solo dancer. Over here, I'm not a solo dancer. I beg to differ, darling. First of all, my I I, I can't. Anyway, what? But don't you have a clothing line? Uh, so I have my dance shoes. So those got right. released in December, Congrats. and they've been sold out since. Which that's is, why you haven't asked me if I want any because I'm not dancing. <laughs> no, I asked you, and you said I don't dance anymore. I don't. I thought they were just dance shoes. Why would they I? They are dance shoes. So why would I exactly. take your dance shoes away? Actually, Listen. my New Year, one of my New Year resolutions is to learn to flamenco dance. Do you have flamenco shoes? No, I don't. But, girl, I remember when you did your Argentine tango thing. That's not flamenco. I understand. Let me finish. Okay. But I remember when you came back to Dancing with the Stars after you had done that and how it changed everything about what you did. Yeah. So, did. yes, you need to go into the flamenco thing because it, it clearly is a very good thing for you. You're just you're just that girl. Like, you I was, I was the emoji in my past life. That emoji. You that, are like, the dun, emoji. Dun, dun. <laughs> Wait, did they model it after you? Apple. I'm here getting zero dollars. So. Pay her some royalties. Let's go. Love you, Lacey. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, make sure you guys follow her on Instagram or wherever you listen to her Instagram. What? <laughs> Love you. Love you. Bye. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle. And make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place 
for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 